Hello, my name's Nick Hawkins. I'm an associate of specialist employment and partnership law firm CM Murray LLP based in London, and this is a CM Murray podcast. There has been much talk in the press in recent months about equal pay and gender pay gap reporting. In this podcast, I'm joined by Sarah Chilton, a partner in our firm, who's going to explain these issues in more detail. Sarah, there's been much discussion about both gender pay gap reporting and equal pay. Can you explain what these are and how they differ? Thanks, Nick. Yes, equal pay and gender pay gap are two different things, and sometimes I think they can be confused. Equal pay is the concept of looking at um, people who carry out the same job, similar jobs, or work of equal value, and assessing whether or not those people are paid the same for those jobs, for example, between a man and a woman. The gender pay gap, on the other hand, seeks to look at the average pay disparity between men and women in an organisation. And where that I think is important to distinguish is because when looking at the gender pay gap, you would have a situation where, say, lots of women do one particular role in an organisation and lots of men do a different type of role. And that could give you a large gender pay gap. But actually, men and women doing the same or similar jobs might get paid exactly the same. A good example of this is the gender pay gap reported by EasyJet, which was seen to be quite large. But in the commentary that accompanied it, EasyJet explained that much of the reason as they saw it was because a lot of their pilots are male and a lot of their cabin crew are female and that pilots typically would get paid more than cabin crew and therefore that explained the pay gap. What it did not mean is that a female pilot was getting paid less than a male pilot. So taking that EasyJet example, as you mentioned they've got a large gender pay gap or at least so it's been suggested. Um, if I were a female employee there, does that mean I can bring a, an equal pay claim? I think that's a good example of the difference between gender pay and equal pay because the answer is maybe you could because it's possible that if you are a female employee in EasyJet carrying out a function, let's say you work in the um, IT department, you might be getting paid less than a comparable male employee in EasyJet but you aren't getting paid less because they've got a large gender pay gap. So the fact of them having a larger gender pay gap does not mean that you can necessarily bring an equal pay claim. I think where equal pay and gender pay may become related is where you are a woman working in an organisation that has a large gender pay gap, you might be encouraged to ask questions about your own pay situation and you might want to use that gender pay gap report that you've seen about your employer to probe the employer as to whether or not you in fact are getting paid fairly in comparison to your male comparators. So what can I do if I am a female employee and I suspect that I'm being paid less than a male colleague? So this is something that comes up quite a lot and was recently reported in a lot of uh, fuss around the BBC alleged equal pay issues. And what happened there was that certain BBC journalists, primarily following the reporting of the BBC of their high paid employees, discovered that they were being paid less than their male counterparts. And in that context, that person may have an equal pay claim. An equal pay claim by a female employee is effectively a claim to ask the tribunal to insert a sex equality clause into the contract, which essentially means that the female employee should then have a contract which entitles them to the same pay as the male employee. And of importance is that it's a female employee's pay that's meant to be made up to the level of that of the male employee. The first challenge for any woman who wants to bring an equal pay claim in the tribunal or court is to first of all establish who the appropriate comparator is. So that is the person to whom they will compare themselves who will be the male employee who they 
consider is paid more than them. And that person will be someone who either carries out the same job as the female employee, a similar job, or carries out work of equal value. So it's not necessarily going to be someone who does exactly the same thing, but it could be someone who carries out work which is considered to be of equal value. Classic example of that is where, for example, cleaning staff were able to compare themselves to janitorial staff. So assuming a female employee can establish a discrepancy between um, herself and a male employee's level of pay, um, can the employer justify that? Potentially. The first thing that an employer can do is seek to establish that whilst there is a difference in pay, that difference does not relate to the sex of those two employees. And there are various ways that the employer can seek to do that. For example, they may point to market forces and particular skills shortages, which have forced them to pay particular employees or a set of employees more than they might otherwise have done. They can point to geographical differences. For example, um, you might pay London waiting to certain London employees and it may therefore explain why it's got nothing to do with sex, why a woman working in a non-London office gets paid less than a man working in a London office, or they may be able to point to different skills, qualifications and experience to justify the pay differential. And as you'd expect, all these cases turn on their individual facts. So um, turning our attention back to gender pay gap reporting, assume I am an employer. What do, what do I need to know about gender pay gap reporting? So the gender pay gap reporting regulations came into force last year in 2017 and they require all employers with 250 or more employees to report publicly on their gender pay gap. And the reason this issue has become quite topical now is that this April will be the first time that most employers hit a deadline for reporting on their gender pay gap. And so what those employers will need to do is report publicly and those reports are available on a government hosted website on the gender pay gap in their organisation. And there are certain statistics which must be reported. Um, some of the key ones are the difference mean hourly percentage pay gap and the difference median hourly percentage pay gap and then the different median and mean bonus pay gap. And they must also make a report about the proportion of males who received a bonus and the proportion of females who received a bonus and then the proportion of males and females in the organisation in four different quartiles so that is from lowest to highest pay those um, are split into four quartiles. But the figure that I suppose gets probably the most attention is the mean and median hourly pay gaps. Nationally, the pay gap in 2016 was 18.1% and that includes full and part-time employees. And the figures that are immediately obvious from employers will include part-time employees. Although it's obviously open to employers to give uh, different types of figures to help explain their pay gap to the extent that they want to. And they can also give accompanying notes to their pay gap reports which also seek to explain their pay gaps or in a lot of cases they may seek to set out steps at which they are taking which seek to reduce the pay gap. Okay and uh, so what would happen if uh, they don't comply? So that's something employers would obviously want to know and um, I think the first thing to note is that there's no 
specific claim that can be brought, for example, by an employee against an employer if the employer doesn't comply with the reporting obligations, the Equality and Human Rights Commission have got some enforcement powers and they can seek to get the employer to publish their gender pay gap statistics through various means from internal, more informal resolutions straight through to court applications and compelling the employer to comply. And the extent to which they will enforce these um, failures on the part of employers is at present unknown because we are yet to get to the deadline where most employers will have to report. But so far, signs from the hu- Equality and Human Rights Commission have indicated that they are taking this issue seriously and they are consulting on the extent to which they will be enforcing employers who do not publish their pay gap. But Nick, I think what is also quite interesting in the context of gender pay gap reporting is to think about the causes of gender pay gap and why it was important for the government to introduce this legislation, which albeit some people have said doesn't have much teeth, but why the fact of reporting is actually quite an important step for employers to take. Um, And I think that's sort of less legal and more to do with uh, stereotypes in society. Um, And perhaps you've got uh, some thoughts on why it's important that companies report on their gender pay gap and what changes it might bring about. Yes, Sarah, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's been suggested it might take over 100 years for the uh, gender pay gap to uh, equalise. And of course, I think the reasons for this, uh, for for the pay gap are, um, well, there are several of them. Uh, I think typically it might be something to do with society's view of women as uh, caregivers. Um, Obviously, women will be taking maternity leave and uh, that can often affect uh, your pay as indeed can part-time working. So those might be um, potential reasons as to why a gap exists in the first instance. I I think the issue goes a little bit further as well in that, uh, again, it's a sort of society's um, view uh, as to the sorts of roles that women have typically done over time. So, for example, it's um, something of a stereotype that uh, women perform... Um, administrative roles uh, more frequently than men and that would probably give some indication as to why there is a gender pay gap and I think the uh, the hope is obviously that by forcing uh, companies firms businesses to publish their um, pay gap it will force them to consider why their uh, a pay gap exists in the first place and force them to consider how they might address that pay gap Thanks, Nick. I think one thing that's interesting from a perspective, say, coming from a law firm perspective, is that LLP members themselves are not actually included in the statistics when publishing a gender pay gap. And so it's odd that obviously the regulations are there to try and help businesses to realise their pay gap, take steps to reduce their pay gap. But there's a huge sector of professional services on, on the main part, which will not really have that information published in respect of LLP members and any pay gap that exists there. And that is perhaps a lost opportunity from the government's perspective to help to equalise the pay in this sector. So, uh, Sarah, just one final question. Um, Employers are publishing explanatory notes with their figures. Um, How important are these and, and what are they indeed? 
So the explanatory notes offer the employer an opportunity to one, explain their gender pay gap and two, explain steps they might be taking to try and reduce that gap. And I think they're important because for an employer who, for example, has a large pay gap, it does offer them an opportunity to explain why. If, for example, it's because of a large number of women doing one type of role, a large number of men doing another type of role, that might help them so they don't look like they've got an equal pay issue. Um, and it also allows them to explain what they're doing to try and minimise that gap, which may assist with workplace morale and making sure that staff don't look at it and get an immediately negative view of the employer's approach to equality in the workplace. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for that. It's been very interesting. Thank you also for listening. If you've got any further queries or questions, do get in touch. Uh, Alternatively, do have a look at our website where we've got lots of uh, knowledge on a variety of topics.